Welcome to Junior Doctors Corner, the podcast that helps medical students and junior doctors like yourself not only survive but thrive in your careers. We cover topics including doctor well-being, career, and life outside of medicine. My name is Dana and I am your host for this podcast. Are you ready for a healthy dose of support, motivation, and inspiration? Then let's start this episode stat. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Junior Doctor's Corner. So it is the last day of October and I've been pushing it a bit in terms of uh, getting this in as the second episode for the month. Uh, I apologize, I have been a bit busy and also slacking off. Um, But here it is. Um, I just want to quickly say that um, I was at the pre-internship conference last weekend helping out and also speaking I want to thank the delegates who came up to me afterwards um, and had a chat it was very lovely to meet you guys today's episode is about locuming I have been a locum for the past year and I thought it would be a good idea to get uh, Dr. Victoria Cox on. She's been doing this for quite a few years now and uh, whenever I go somewhere locuming I am always bombarded with questions by the um, permanent RMOs there. So obviously there's a lot of interest in doing this and um, I thought it would be great to hear from someone who has done it for a lot longer and has more experience. So without further ado, oh actually before we go into that I just want to remind everyone to please if you have a few seconds jump onto iTunes and leave a review of this podcast pretty please especially if you've been enjoying it I don't mind so much if you don't say anything if you've been hating this podcast Um, but if you have been loving it please give it a five or four stars it really does help with the visibility of this podcast thank you so much and I hope you enjoy this episode Hi, Torgi. Thank you so much for joining me on Junior Doctor's Corner. So as I understand, you are a locum doctor uh, at the moment in Australia. But before we dive into a bit more about locuming, which I'm sure everyone's really keen to hear about, um, can you please tell us a bit about yourself? Yes, of course. Um, thanks so much for having me. It's nice to nice to chat to you today. Um, yes, so I, uh, I am a locum doctor and I've locumed on and off for a number of years. Um, so a bit more about me. So I graduated from uh, the University of Adelaide Medical School in 2014. So 2015 was my internship, which I did at Flinders Medical Centre in South Australia, um, best hospital in the country, obviously. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then I started locating the following year as a PGY2 in 2016. And so at the start of the year, I, I was working as a part-time EDRMO with a public job. Um, also at Flinders Medical Centre, but then uh, after the first rotation actually was only locuming and effectively since that time a good majority, if not at times the only clinical work that I've done has been uh, as a locum, um, a lot in South Australia but also in different parts uh, across the country. And a big part of that is actually because um, over the past couple of years I've been 
living predominantly in the United Kingdom. I've been doing, uh, well, I've just, I've finished uh, master's at Oxford and um, the term times are pretty short and that has at different times throughout the year, particularly the summer break, given me the opportunity to come back to Australia and as we know, it's important to maintain your APRA registration um, and, and so locuming has been part of an opportunity for me to do that at different times but also, most importantly, maintain my clinical skills and think more about um, what kind of doctor I want to be and, and what my future looks like. You, it sounds like you started locuming really early on, um, you know, so straight after internship, is that right? So what made you decide to do locuming? So I knew that I would be heading overseas and I guess um, the first thing was that I it, it wasn't possible for me to take a full 12-month contract um, and I guess I hadn't really um, expected that and obviously needed to, to make a decision about uh, what, I, what sort of work I could do for the remainder of the year without obviously wanting to um, you know, leave my contract early from the hospital. And I was also aware of the fact that preparing to go overseas, I was going to need some time and some flexibility to 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 move my life to the UK. Um, and was also keen to put a little bit of money behind me. Yeah, I guess I had a I had a bit of um, financial security in moving overseas and and was transitioning from work full time to to being a full time student, um, research student. Um, and, and wasn't planning to work in the UK at that time. And, yeah, it made a lot of sense and, and I, I, was, I was really keen for the opportunity and I've always loved travelling around Australia and, yeah, and I, and I felt uh, confident enough in uh, uh, being able to choose junior roles where I'd, I'd still have the support that I need. So what kind of roles, you mentioned that you did some junior roles with some supervision, so what kind of jobs did you come across or undertake? Yeah, so I've done a lot of ED work. Uh, so I'd say probably about 50 or 60% of the uh, locum work that I've done has been uh, as an ED RMO. Um, and that's both um, in different hospitals in South Australia, but also um, in a couple of other hospitals uh, across the country. And I, obviously, there's a huge opportunity for ED work at all hours of the day and night, but I've only ever worked when there's been more a more senior doctor. Uh, but in addition to ED, I think ED is possibly a locum placement that would potentially give rise to... Um, you know, potentially working outside of your scope of practice um, or outside the scope of practice you wanted to work. But um, I've also done uh, locum work as a psych RMO or I guess as a junior registrar, um, which I've really enjoyed actually. I've also um, done some med nights, so worked as a, um, again, as a junior medical registrar, both during the daytime but also um, overnight. And, yeah, that was that was also like, obviously quite different to the previous um, local work I've done but um, also a really good experience and I guess that was quite nice because I had a bit of continuity in working with a team um, and a consistent nights team. Yeah, all of them have been quite different, but um, I've I've uh, been quite fortunate actually in um, being able to revisit a lot of these hospitals and these roles um, over the past couple of years, which is which has made it a bit nicer actually. And you have already alluded to this next, you know, answering the next question, um, but it, I mean, you mentioned, you know, it locuming gives you flexibility. It allows you to travel, you know, to do your mm-hmm. um, your degree. Are there any other uh, perks of benefits to locuming? 
Yeah, I would I would say um so obviously I've been locoming for a number of years now and probably actually a lot longer than I originally anticipated and I I've really enjoyed the work actually. I think obviously, you know, you don't have a lot of security and you have to negotiate your contracts um, with different locum agencies and each hospital is different and, you know, you never really know what you're signing up for um, before starting a placement, meeting um, a new set of nurses and um, new consultants who obviously don't don't really know anything about you and your background and who you are and what level you're at and, of course, may not even be um, in your home state where you initially trained or, or did your juniors as a doctor. But despite all of that, <laughs> I think... Um, like I said, I, I've loved I've loved the opportunities that I've had. I've I've got friends across the country, and it's been uh, it's been fantastic opportunity to um, you know effectively um, get paid to um, to work in a new healthcare system, meet new people. In in many instances, have the opportunity to see friends um, around uh, the shifts that I've worked. And, uh, yeah, I've, I personally find it really exciting to have the opportunity to work in different places. And, um, and for me, that's not outweighed by um, the degree of inherent stress, lack of comfort and security that, that I guess you give up when you're not in a public position um, for consistent rotations. I've really loved it. I've always encouraged, um, uh, particularly for junior doctors who aren't necessarily 100% certain about what they want to pursue or feel like they're um, aimlessly continuing on um, in in resident role and need to take some time out and work with a bit more flexibility um, and, you know, focused on, you know, work-life balance, which is often really hard as a junior doctor. In, in fact, I think often exceptionally hard and often something that a lot of us would really like to do but don't necessarily have the opportunity. I've always uh, really encouraged um uh, anyone who's shown an interest in, in doing it and I think it's extremely rewarding and encourage people to sign up for more than one locum agency because although sometimes it means a lot more paperwork and you have to be organised and communicate with lots of different people often um, well I've certainly found that it um, you know it's rewarding with um, uh, a larger number of roles that you can be considered for and, and, and better opportunities um, doing different work across the country. Thank you for that. That's really great advice. So you did allude to a lot of the drawbacks of locuming already, but maybe you could flesh it out a little bit more for us. So you mentioned that, um, you know, there's that insecurity or uncertainty going from place to place where you don't know what you're signing up for and you don't know who you're working with. Are, are there any other major drawbacks that junior uh, doctors should know about before mm. they sign themselves up? I think the main one is being uh, really clear on the, the level of supervision and independence that you're expected in that role. I think I think for me, and I've been quite fortunate, I've, there's only been one situation where I've been concerned that I've been in a clinical environment in which I shouldn't have been. But so, yes, I'm, I'm fortunate that in a number, in four or five years, that's only happened once to me. Um, but I think there's a, there's a, I hear of some horror stories across the country. I think there's... Um, there's definitely great risk for particularly towards the end of the year when there's a lot of locum vacancies that become available and um, uh, locum administrators aren't necessarily clinical and so they don't necessarily fully comprehend what it means to 
you know, ne- to need to have cetacea neonate. Um, these things don't necessarily carry the same weight or the same meaning for someone who's non-clinical than they do for us. And so I, I think that the biggest risk for being a locum is being in a position that you can't um, feel confident in your clinical capabilities. Um, and I, I would absolutely strongly recommend that before taking on a new placement or going somewhere new for the first time that um, every, um, every junior doctor is very clear and who they can call for help and support. But in, I guess in addition to that, there's a lot of logistics required. Sometimes you'll be required to book your own flights and accommodation and have that reimbursed. Or, I mean, sometimes the locum agency will do this for you, but you know, you, you do actually have to be quite organised and you're, you're, you're keeping your own schedule and sometimes things can change and sometimes you're flying from one place to another. And I think it can be quite overwhelming. There's, there's definitely a, a very important requirement to be on top of your work from taxation perspective, obviously work either under your ABN, certainly around tax time, it takes a little while to sort through all of these things with your accountant. Um, But then in addition to that, obviously the actual work itself, um, sometimes you can feel really quite isolated and you're working in an environment where you don't necessarily know anyone. Um, sometimes you can feel as though, you know, you, you're trying to like to sh- prove that you have <laughs> a certain amount of clinical competence. And I certainly feel um, like there's a there can be a heightened expectation for you to perform and, um, in the role that you've been placed and that you're the right person for the job. Um, and I think that can sometimes be quite overwhelming, particularly if you're you're not familiar with the processes. And obviously, in a new clinical environment, you're always going to be much slower when it comes to really basic tasks like referring a patient. Again, I think all of these things are um, are important to consider and and acknowledge when when you're undertaking locum work. I think I'll also point out that uh, as junior doctors, with the opportunity to locum and have such flexibility with our schedule and uh, and the hours that we work and the sort of work that we want to undertake. I think that, that is incredibly unique to young people who are effectively uh, only recently uh, going into the workforce. Incredibly lucky we are to be doctors and to work in the healthcare system in this way. Um, and uh, something I know that many, many, if not most of my friends who are not doctors don't have the opportunity to do. Uh, something that I've always been very mindful of and, and remembered as, as I've been able to um, pursue work short term in between my studies and, and for a short period whilst I've been in Australia um, on occasion over the past uh, couple of years in particular. Again, as I said, I, I've, I've always encouraged um, any any junior doctor or, or registrar, um, for, for that matter, who um, has been interested in either taking some time off, or they've got a couple of they've pursued a course or um, or a master's or a PhD program where they've had more flexibility, or they've had blocks of time off. I think these are wonderful opportunities to continue maintaining your skills and continue working um, because I think most of us love working as doctors and and really enjoy the work that we do. But I think. Sometimes it's not possible to take a full 12-month contract or it's, it's not possible or, or, you know, either for mental health reasons or for practical reasons, um, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense to, to lock yourself into a full-term contract or, 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 you, or you may not be able to for various reasons. And, and I think locuming is a, is a wonderful way to, 
to continue working and and enjoy um, you know being a part of the healthcare system and um, and have new experiences and um, yeah and and I guess um, think about uh, the next steps that you want to take whatever that may be. Well, thank you so much for that, Tori. You shared a lot of amazing nuggets of wisdom there. Um, But is there anything else you would like to add, you know, any particular advice for junior doctors who are worried about compromising their career progression or anything you would have Mm. liked to have known before you started locoming, like you wish someone had told you before you started? Mm, That's a really great question. I think... I certainly spoke to a lot of people before I locum, so I felt like I had a good sense of some of the positives and negatives associated and the sorts of things that I needed to look out for. I think I will say, I think sometimes people can be told, or you're too old to locum or you're too young to locum. I was definitely told as a PGY2 that there would be no work for me. Um, some people had said, uh, had, had told me flat out, you, 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 some of the, the locum agencies won't even, won't even look at you and um, they won't even talk to you about seeing, trying to see if there are some possible placements. But um, I knew uh, there's a guy, um, a friend of mine, who um, he was trialling, he was preparing trialling for the Olympics and so he took um, his PGY2 off um, and didn't and didn't take a full time contract, and because he wanted to give it the best, give himself the best opportunity to um, to, to gain Olympic selection. I mean, there's any number of reasons why people may consider taking time off. It. I think there's open work for everyone, um, and I think that if you don't have much success with one particular agency, um, there's a good likelihood that you'll have success in finding a similar or a different placement with a different agency. And I think that you have to be, everyone should be really confident in um, their clinical capabilities. And again, this is one of the beautiful things about having the opportunity to go to an Australian medical school is that, you know, we've all had really excellent training, even as a PGY2, I think we're very clinically competent to, to work in a variety of different roles. And, 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 and there is a, there is a huge amount of work out there. And it's, it's just a matter of um, thinking about what kind of work you'd like to do, making sure that you're in a good environment and that you're supported and, and that you keep on top of all of the practical and logistical things that, that you need to, to make it work for you. That's some really great advice. So just a fun question that I'm going to throw in. What's your fondest or favourite locoming experience or hospital? (laughs) Um, mm, mm. So, okay, I'll answer that question in two ways. The first, uh, in the first way, Gosh, that's not good English, is it? <laughs> My first answer to that question is, um, so I've done quite over a number of years, I've done uh, quite a bit of work at a, um, at a hospital called St Margaret's Hospital and it's this tiny little hospital. There's only 40 beds. Um, sometimes it's not particularly high acuity, so some people would think that from that respect it's maybe you know, a little bit boring or it can be a lot of the same things a lot of, over, over and over again. But actually, 
Um, I've, I've just had such positive experiences there and the nursing staff are just wonderful and um, the nursing coordinators have a really great approach and they're very pragmatic and, and the allied health staff there um, are, just, are just absolutely wonderful and I've had such positive experiences over, over many years and I never would have thought to have enjoyed the work there as much as I did and I think that really stands out for me um, quite a lot actually. Uh, but then my second answer to that question, um, so I guess if, if my first answer was from a clinical perspective, my second will be from a non-clinical. But um, I have a, I just have beautiful memories of sitting on the beach in Byron Bay reading a book after finishing, after finishing a locum shift when I was working at Byron Central Hospital. And uh, it was actually the night after, after Splendor in the Grass <laughs> which um, I actually had the opportunity to attend after I'd finished my shift. Uh, it was just a fantastic weekend. I'd flown up to Brisbane. I'd caught up with some friends um, in Brisbane. I'd driven down to Byron Bay uh, very early to avoid the traffic for Splendour in the Grass. The hospital, again, was great and fantastic. And there, I remember there was this, there's this amazing um, uh, cafe across the road, um, which for those of you who know Byron is, is obviously the farm and just <laughs> the most delicious food. <laughs> fantastic coffee and I yeah I just ha- I just had such a wonderful weekend and um I didn't get to go for a swim but everyone was out there surfing and uh I just I just thought gosh you know this is I'm I'm so lucky to be here and I can't believe I'm being paid to have this experience and and you know what a what a fantastic what a fantastic um opportunity this has been for me so final question so as you already um, you know, painted a picture of what locuming life can be like. It can be quite hectic flying back and forth and, you know, trying to figure out, um, you know, your place each time you go to a new hospital or, or clinical setting. Um, what's the one thing that's kept you sane during locuming, you know, from a well-being and mental health perspective? Because I can imagine can get quite hectic. Yeah, definitely. And also particularly when you don't, when your experiences are not necessarily always entirely positive. Um, And I think there's definitely an increased likelihood that your experiences, um, not necessarily clinical experience, but within a clinical setting are not, not likely going to be as positive as if you're working in a, um, in a more consistent um, job within a or public job um, within a within a, a bigger tertiary hospital. Yeah, I think look, people do this in different ways. Um, I think for me, I've always just tried to um, you know think about the bigger picture, and and the bigger picture for me has always been that this is this has been an opportunity, and and that you know with everything in life, you take with the good, with the bad, and and I guess for me, I've I've never really. I haven't, it's not like I've, I've been a locum for, you know, 12 or 18 months at a time. And so, um, my locum work has always been broken up with, um, other clinical work or other research. Um, and, and of course, um, living, um, between Australia and the UK. So, um, for me, it's been shorter periods of time, um, or short, medium term, uh, locum work as opposed to more longer term locum but I think um, so. One thing I will say is that there, there's a Facebook group that I, I I don't have anything to do with, but I am a member of. Um, I think it's called Locum Doctors Australia. I think it was only founded about two or three months ago, um, and I you know sometimes um, read some of the posts. And I think um, trying to establish an online community is a really fantastic idea. Um, I also get the sense that. Um, 
it's been really quite helpful and there's a lot of um, knowledge sharing and transmission that's happened through um, this group, um, particularly for people who are just starting out and maybe want to ask questions and, and can actually communicate directly with people who've done particular locum placements before and things to watch out for or, or you know, trying to make sure that they're um, making a good decision before they, you know, confirm a locum contract at a, at a particular hospital. And I think that these sorts of online communities will probably actually um, be really important in, in trying to, um, you know, enable uh, uh, doctors who are doing a lot of locum work to, to keep in touch with other locums and, um, and you know, remember the bigger picture and also, um, you know, try and make sure that they don't um, end up in um, clinical settings that are probably not best suited for them. And, and of course, remembering that we all, um, we all work differently and, 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 you know, we're all okay with different levels of supervision um, as much as, you know, obviously some people will have no interest in working nights, whereas other people are quite happy to work nights. And, and to, I think talking about these things is, is really valuable um, and, and again, not just for, not just for, uh, people who are new to locuming, but, you know, I, I would, I would definitely reach out to on one of these groups, um, if I, if I was unsure about a placement and, and, and yeah, I think my, my sense is actually that this online community has grown, um, very quickly, um, which I think is a clear indication of, um, you know, how much people want to build this community, but also how many people out there are actually engaging in locum work, um, either, you know, on a short-term or long-term basis. Well, thank you so much, Togi, for sharing your story with us. No worries. Super nice to chat to you. Thank you. If you really like that episode, please don't forget to leave a review on iTunes to help a sister out. And don't forget to subscribe to our email list so that you never miss an episode.